October 2nd, 2019. This is the Jump Ball, the real, the real, with your host, Walter Damager. Rob the Jetta. What's going on, family? Oh, man, it's a lot to be uh, desired for today's podcast, my brother. Uh, the, the first thing to top everything off is this uh, Ashley Geiger um, ruling, man. I, I'm still, like, uh, dumbfounded over with the they handed out that they is um, supposedly justice. Yes, sir. First of all, uh, rest in peace, um, brother Botham, Gene. Um, yeah, this Amber uh, Geiger, uh, Geiger uh, sentencing was uh, very interesting, <clears throat> um, considering you know, you know, we're always taught that murder's life is a minimum of twenty years in prison. And I believe the prosecution was asking for twenty-eight years. Uh, based off of, um, you know, Brother Gene's um, birthday. Uh, he would have been 28 years old uh, had he been, uh, had he not encountered his murderer. Um, I find it real interesting. I've been following, you know, what's been going on on, on social media. And there's been, um, you know, various accounts. But, you know, one one of the first things I can't, I can't see anyone uh, or find anyone who is co-signing this, uh, this sentencing. And I, I really don't understand it. Um, I'm a little dumbfounded. Um, again, uh, I'm glad. I mean, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, I guess many of us in, in our community, we're so used to police officers getting off scot-free without doing any time, without even doing uh, probation or, or actually without even getting fired from their job after they, they murdered uh, black uh, uh, black people. So, uh, yeah. So, so uh, you know, actually, you know, seeing... Um, you know, a police officer gets some time. Uh, I guess some folks are, you know, somewhat, you know, are, are taking this as a cancellation prize. Um, but, but again, we we, we want to remember that this is a young, another young black life that was taken senselessly. Um, and, and really, we just we're we're living in a in a time uh, in our country where um, weapons and, and guns are glorified. And as you can see, you know, in this situation. Where you have a police officer who took a, a, a pretty much a shoot first um, mentality, um, and apparently just you know looking at all the news accounts and following the uh, the news story, you know he wasn't even the guy she was looking for. Um, so so without even totally vetting things out, it just blasting away. Uh, we got to do something, man, and we we and, and we, we or, or we're going to face extinction. Uh, so. So yeah, that's 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 my my comment on that. I think, um, um, you know, I think the, the family's getting blasted uh, for, and the judge is getting blasted for uh, showing some compassion. Uh, but let's be real, and, and, and I'm just saying this is probably something that I wouldn't have done um, in those cases. But people got to understand, uh, black people are, are probably the most compassionate people on 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 the planet. And um, I actually sent a tweet out rather than tweeting anger over you know the hugs and the you know the compassion that was shown by the family to this murderer <clears throat> um my my thought my question is to america you know you're seeing this what is your beef for black folks we are the most compassionate folks we've been the most compliant folks for over the last 400 years you you sold us some some fake religions you 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 sold us a fake jesus you sold us a fake Santa Claus and we believed you. Well, you sold us a fake tooth fairy and we believed you. You 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 sold us a fake 
Easter bunny and we believed you um you know we you know when you beat you beat us down for 400 years and we showed you nothing but love and compassion uh so so what is your hatred towards us let's get to the bottom of that and why is it that um you know and, and I think if we could get to that piece then maybe we could if we could kind of cure that 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 piece of cancer maybe we could prevent um um problems and issues um and, and murders that 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 happen like this to to brother Gene you know if you don't if you don't hate us so much you're not pulling that trigger when you're seeing a black man you know you're not fearing for your life when you see a black man you already boom i gotta i gotta take this black man out before he takes me out you know because we're proving to you that and, and and that's his family that's that's his blood that's his you know this is you know uh you know his his, his blood was running through his veins the blood that you saw those folks showing showing this this murderer compassion is the blood that was running through that gentleman's veins at the time when you pulled that trigger if you just would have, if you just would have held two or three seconds and thought and took it out of your murderous mind, maybe this brother would have just gave you a hug, and we would have moved on. He would have lived and survived the next day, and you certainly would have went home to your family. So my question to America: Why do you hate black people so much? Why do you hate black people so much that you were murderous in the street for no reason at all? Why do you hate black people so much that you would even put your country in peril by placing a white supremacist like Donald Trump in the in, in the uh, in the Oval Office to handle your domestic and international affairs and, 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 and sit there and continue to support this 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 animal as he um, as every day he sinks you into it with every day and every tweet that he does. He sinks your your country into the bottomless pit. So I think uh, I think Walt, man, this is what we, we this is what we need to really talk about because these I think what we're seeing right now we're seeing symptoms, but what we're not really dealing with is the root cause. And the root cause of America right now is her racism and her hatred, to, uh, primarily being her hatred towards black people for no perceived reason at all. Right. And I'd like to follow up with that. Uh, I think another epidemic um, that is manifesting in America at this point is the hatred that diaspora has for itself. Um, the lack of self-imagery, the lack of self-knowledge, the lack of self and just altogether resources and everything else, economic education and everything. We've allowed ourselves to sink to such a low that we allow these things to happen. Uh, you have in the white communities, Asian communities, all the other communities besides ourselves, fighting and standing up and, 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 and protesting for what's being done to them. Just like the uh, when they, they went out there against the NAACP and affirmative action and everything else. Oh, that's not fair. These black organizations are doing this and these organizations are doing that. They, mo they mobilize, they get results. The only time we stand up is when something happens and it only lasts for a couple days. That unity needs to last ongoing. It needs to be a systemic ongoing process to eradicate 
the misdeeds, mistreatment, and the ill-proportioned justice that's being bestowed upon us. We need to really take a look in the Petri dish and see what we can inject into America's nefarious affairs and whatever else they're doing, and we need to be the change. Because they're not going to change for us. There's nobody coming to save us but us, and we need to take that step. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, you know, and I think uh, we read, um, you know, some some study guides that came out by a very wise uh, gentleman, and I believe it was the title, um, self self improvement is the basis of community development. And you're absolutely right. Is you know, we grew up in Roxborough, and I think one of the things that you know we we kind of uh, stood by was, you know, many of our parents taught us. You know, we would come home from, from school and we'd complain about the teacher or we'd complain about someone, you know, mistreating us from in, in school. Uh, but we would say, you know, our parents would, would always, you know, look at us. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing to improve yourself? You know, you know, and, 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 and you know, and they taught us, too, is that we got to be three, four times better than our Caucasian friends. I'm not saying that to be to come out to 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 be condescending in a way but i'm just i'm just telling you facts you know so so if if, if our caucasian friends have to you know get get bachelor's degree we got to get master's degree if, if, if they get master's degrees we got to get a phd we got to go that step further just to play on that level level play, playing field so and, and i think if we could all get back into ourselves and start re-educating our own and, and rededicating ourselves to our community and laying out, laying down the foundation that was laid down to us way before 400 years. We're, we're, we're such a an ancient people um, that uh, 400 years that, that we, you know, we talking that's that's baby time. You know, we might as well talk about a, a four week old baby when you talk about four 400 years compared to the trillions of years that our people have been on this planet. Um, and, and our ancestors, you know, built, built this, you know, built this not built this country, but built this planet. Uh, and it's it's where it's at where we're living on right now. So we just got to go back to that. We got to dig back because we all got that reserve. And we got to pull through it. Uh, but again, the um, you know again that that that's where the compassion and things like that is it will show through. And I know folks, you know, kind of you know it, you know it upset a few people's stomach. But 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 the reality is, I'm just gonna come out and say it, that's the God in us, and we're some compassionate people. And that's why, you know, our, our, our church services on, on Sunday afternoon at 11 a.m. is full of uh, impact and fire because we're filled with that, as they call it in the church. The old folks say we feel with that Holy Ghost and that Holy, that Holy Spirit. That's real. That's real. And that's a gift that you have. My question to America, though, is what makes you hate on that? Are you hating on that because you ain't got it? I'm going to move on. <laughs> now, the other question you have to ask yourself, what were the laurels and the morals of America's fabric when it was first instituted. Mm. It wasn't the premise of love. They didn't show no, love no to sir. the Indians. They didn't no show sir. the love to Aborigines. They didn't no show sir. love to no indigenous people. They didn't even show love to each other because they was willing to conquer colony over colony until they fully themselves in treasonous and criminalistic activity on a whole plan on a whole playing field. So mm-hmm. you can't create something out of the premise of one thing and think you're going to transform it into another. 
They mm-hmm. add the olive branch in the left and the knife in the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, too, is you want to look at it. And uh, we were, unfortunately, our, our brother uh, Malika C uh, could not join us. He's under the weather tonight to talk about re- uh, uh, prison reform and also uh, the reentry program. But I was thinking about this sentence. You know, this is all proof uh, that the prisons weren't, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say, the prisons, they didn't build prisons for white folks. Yeah. You know, after 400 years of slavery, and once once we were uh, free to slaves, they still needed that labor. And so this 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 country being a, a capitalist country, um, you know, well, who are they capitalizing on? Well, my brother, they capitalizing on you. Well, let's take it even a step so, further. Let's take it even a step yes, further. Sir. And while you got this topic hot, what happens over time to an industry? It changes and adapts to the time. Whether it was the industrial industry or modernization, and now we're in a technologically advanced stages of it. So it wasn't like slavery left. It got an upgrade. That's right. That's right. That's right. And, and let's be real. When they came, when they went over to Africa and kidnapped us, they didn't kidnap no no junkies, no no uh, pimps, no prostitutes, which you see today. No. They 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 kidnapped scientists. Yeah. They they kidnapped architects. Yep. They kill. They 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 kidnapped master builders. Okay, so I'm just gonna come out and say this for real. Um, so you know, Miss, I, I hate to say it, but Miss Amber Geiger, they ain't got no use for her in, in their prison system. That prison, she what can she do for them for ten years? What 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 kind of skill level is she bringing? No. She can't shoot nobody in prison. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? What skill level does she bring to the table? So that's why you know when you and I'm just being straight up. Okay, they they. They didn't sentence her to no more than 10 years because they ain't got no use for her. What can she do? The prison system is a slave, is a is a slave industry. So they need workers in the in in, in the prison. They need they need skilled people in their prison. I'm, I want to share something with you. A couple of years ago, it was long longer than a couple of years ago. When I was in college, going back 30 years ago, uh, we took a a, a, a a intramural basketball team. We went to the Rockview State Penitentiary and played uh, uh, the prison all-star team. Um, and actually it was a good game until, you know, they we went into the prisons and, and you know, as soon as we hit, we heard the gates clank, boom. And next thing you know, we in a, we in a state penitentiary with the, with an actual, with an electric chair there. And it was one of the most frightening scenes of my life. But once we got in there, we, you know, of course it's just ball. We started playing ball and, and, and uh, it was a sellout crowd full of inmates. Of course, mostly us in there, and we played the team. We we played the team. It was the the referees were inmates. Um, they they beat us, but at the end of the at the end of the uh, the game, we had a chance to talk to the brothers that were uh, incarcerated. And one of the things that became real um, clear to me as I was in there, first of all, we were playing against all conference former college all conference players who who were uh, who were arrested and doing time for armed robbery and things like that. So I say, well, I was wondering why this guy was so good, uh, you know, dunking and everything. Um, and I was like, you'll find out that, you know, they had two all-conference players on, on, on their team. Um, you know, and, and I noticed the other thing, too, is that as we start talking about those brothers and they start talking about their experiences in life and what led them there, I noticed one thing. The brothers who had degrees, and there were brothers in there who had degrees, 
I noticed the higher the education, the more time they was doing. I said, mm. you know, and I was too young really to kind of put it all together, you know what I mean? But it, that always stuck with me. So again, you're doing time based off of how they can use you. I don't understand. I don't think it's necessarily with the crime you're doing. And because you see brothers that are on the street who did drugs, who out there selling drugs, doing more than 10 years. Well, why are they bringing them in there? Because these are crafty businessmen. So, so, so the, if you run in a prison industry and you run a slave labor, you're taking this, 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 this drug pusher who's probably pushing millions of dollars of weight on the street. Now you got him behind bars. He's working for you. He making you millions or making you three million. You know, and you ain't got to pay him back nothing. Exactly. So I just say this. So I mean, you know, exactly. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not trying to be condescending. But the reason why Amber Geiger, Geiger got 10 years because the prison, because the prison industry ain't got no use for her. Cause she brings no skill labor. Or again, she can't even, she, she, she can't even bring good judgment. She couldn't even figure out who she, she can't even shoot straight. So, you know, she's a pathetic, you know, murderous woman. And they, they just had, they, and if they could have, if they could have got them, and I'm you, even those cops, the reason why they get off, they ain't got no use for them. They're, they're unskilled. I'm, I'm, I'm being straight up. The only thing that they can do, the only thing they're proficient at is harassing black folks and going out and, and, and dragging black folks off the streets from, from doing whatever they're doing and locking them up. That's the only thing, those, those, that's the only skill that they bring. They can't, they can't bring that skill uh, uh, to the prison industry. That's why they get off. Exactly. Because they ain't, they, because, and I'm just saying, as we say in the street, they ain't shit. Now, the other thing, that is a complete atrocity is that she was found guilty of murder. Mm -hmm. I mean, whether it's first, second, premeditated, or however else they wanted to categorize it, it was murder. Kwame Kilpatrick got 28 years for corruption. The same type of white collar crime these guys are doing, he got time for. He didn't pick up a gun, knife, or nothing. He didn't take nobody's life. Mm -hmm. He gets 28 years. And Shaka And who, who did Shaka Fatah kill? Well, he was in the play scheme, so he didn't play mm -hmm. the players. So they was like they both right. the board. That's right. So he he in jail, and I'm and he doing more than ten years. You best believe that. So um, again, but again, you got two educated, skilled brothers, who the prison industry wants to who could use them to make millions inside their walls. So they you know instead of being out on these walls manipulating and. And, and making deals, they brought them in there. They brought them in there, in there. They, 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 they still ain't changed. They got them working, doing the same job they were doing out here. But now they working for the, the prison industry, flipping millions of dollars for them exactly. while they're incarcerated. So this is, I mean, you know, uh, we, we're gonna go a little bit deeper into it. And I can't wait to talk to my big brother, uh, brother Malik Aziz, uh, because he, he's, gonna, he's gonna bring not only his life, life experience, but he gonna he gonna bring you some truth about what's going on, exactly. and uh, you know he's a great follower. Exactly. What we can do as a community to change it. Um, also, some very informative programs and, and literature and stuff he can put us on to as well uh, to give us the backdrop of the history and what we need to do to move forward. Right. And I'm gonna say something too about you know about corporate America. Stop acting so daggone stupid with your your dumb your dumbass background checks. And, and your rules, and, and, and when, when when these brothers are coming out of 
out of being incarcerated and you holding the, you know, they serving their time uh, to society and you holding that over their heads and not giving them a job. Don't you know you're turning away some of the most skilled, probably most skilled brothers ever? You know, because again, they're in there working it, they they in there work making the prison industry millions of dollars for free. Imagine it for a like you just mentioned one for a penny a day. Well, imagine if you're paying them at least minimum wage or, or, or a little bit above what they can do for your organization. This is, I mean, it, you know, so stop it with your dumbass, racist, BS background checks. Because well, it's, it, it, it's simple-minded and it's stupid. But you got to look at it. The background checks is their form of a safety net of discriminating against a, well, a worthy and well-qualified applicant. Because mm-hmm. if I'm coming from... Uh, say I'm coming from the prison system. I already have a, a skill set, like I had a degree in finance and whatever else have you like that. They're afraid that these individuals may move up and bump them out of their job. So mm-hmm. what they do is they cut them off at the gate. So it's not really That's about right. the back, it's not about the background. It's about That's the right. skill set that they bring to the table. That's right. That's right. So you getting a guy who, who was moving millions of dollars away for uh, um drug dealer. He was arrested. He was incarcerated. You know, I mean, I'm not saying it's right. It's wrong. Don't get me wrong. Your brother is dead wrong. But he, after he serves his time in society, he still got a skill level. He still got a skill level, a sales skill. Don't you, I mean, why wouldn't you want, want a brother like that on your sales force who's able to go out and cut deals like that? You know, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, we got we to gotta get past this. If we really want this to be a true free enterprising uh, government, or stop locking us up, that's all. Stop locking us up. Or if you're gonna lock us up, lock us up at the same time. So now I expect, you know, I mean, if you know everybody makes mistakes, you know, I hope, I hope, uh, you know, uh, Miss Geiger goes goes there, and as the family said, I will echo what the family said, you know, and what the judge says, you know, she finds herself right and get herself right with God. You know, and, and, and she gets some time, you know, use this time for reflection. You know, I certainly hope that, you know, she comes when she comes out of 10 after 10 years that she could come out and, 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 and work, work in society for the betterment of society. You know what I mean? And let let folks know and advocate, you know, especially as a former law enforcement officer to come out and advocate against police violence against black people. If she does that after 10 years, you know what? She'll get a big hug from me too. So we gotta, we gotta. I mean, we got we gotta learn from our, our mistakes, and we gotta again eradicate racism here in the United States of America. And it's not more to be racist. No, no, because we're working, we're operating on a global, we're we're, we're operating on a global economy. Well, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Plus the assimilation, man. We got Asia, African markets. And it's too much. Too many people. A- absolutely. Absolutely. So we I mean we gotta we gotta we gotta learn um to uh you know get along to get along. You know, and, and if we if we can if we can figure that out, it's a lot it's too much money to be made. And I I, I think Atlanta was one of it's interesting because you know Atlanta being a southern city. But I believe in the heydays of uh, Jim Crow, and I maybe you guys can Google this. I'm not. I don't, I'm not sitting in front of a Google on my computer, but I heard somewhere that 
you know, for many years, Atlanta did not participate in the Jim Crow because uh, Atlanta said there was too much, <laughs> there was too much money to be made. <laughs> it was too much money to be made to be messing around with some um, some Jim Crow, and that's be- and, and, and that's probably the reason why economically, if you recall uh, from the seventies and then into the eighties, you know, Atlanta was booming even into the nineties. Atlanta was a booming uh, economy okay. there. It still is. It still is. And and now we're starting to see, you know, you know, other uh, southern cities like Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, kind of taking that playbook that Atlanta did, and, and they're starting to, you know, starting to boom. Uh, so so I mean, you know, that's that's proof right there uh, that racism. There is no there is no money in racism, you know, and and and, and people got to understand that these elite one percent clowns that are out here that put this fool in office that we, we uh 45 that we're talking about you know they don't realize that racism you know racism is something that they push on the lower class white folks and and, and they and they, they use that as an ability that's because because they ain't giving them nothing else they ain't giving them jobs they ain't giving them health care they're not they're, they're, they're paying them below minimum wage um, and they're not providing them with, to be quite honest and frank with you, they're not providing them with providing them with a good quality of life. So what only thing that they're providing them was is is with racism. Well, your whiteness because you're white, you, at least you're better than them black folks that are living down the street that are living on welfare. Wait, wait a minute, you in welfare too? You in the welfare line along right there with them? You in the free cheese line right there with 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 the uh, with the black folks that they're talking about? Uh, you know, but they, 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 they get into your psyche and they, they know what they're doing. They do it. They, they start out in the school districts. They start out when you're in kindergarten, you know, planting that seed. And so, you know, white supremacy is a, is a disease. It, it's, it's an absolute disease. Um, excuse me. Racism is a disease that is perpetrated by white supremacy. And let me be clear. You broke white folks that are out there. You are not white supremacists. Let's, let me be clear. <laughs> you might be a bigot, but you ain't operating on the level of a white supremacist. So get that thought notion out of your mind. You're being played by white supremacists. Just as much as, in fact, I, I'm gonna come out and say, you're being played by the white supremacists more than black folks are. Because they, because there's more of you than black folks that are living in this country. And they're depriving more of your people than they are black folks in, in, this, in this country. So keep on thinking you're better than somebody else, but in reality you're being played, and they're using racism to play you. And once the poor white folks wake up, once the poor farmers, once the poor coal miners, once they all start to wake up and realize that the problem is not the black uh, the, the black neighbors that live across the street from them, when they realize that the the their their problem is the white that one percent white supremacist. That are that are that are controlling everybody, mm-hmm. then that's when that's when you're gonna start seeing change. You're gonna see, start seeing change that happens in the street real quick. The only reason why we're so docile, the only reason why we're not out in the streets like they're out there in Hong Kong, right? And everywhere else. See, they're not see the reason why they're out there in the street in Hong Kong, and I'm not and I'm not trying to be funny or, or, or crazy, but they all look the same. So they racism, yeah. they, they done remove the aspect of racism out. Out of their, out of their, um, out of their equation, um, um, out, equation. Mm-hmm. out of their equation. So they're saying, you know what? Our problem is this one percent of you. So they banding together. But the and problem here is over there too. You notice that, right? No exactly. West, no Western, no exactly. Westernized influences. 
Exactly. They saying that they got that 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 that, that same white supremacist that got his foot on uh, got got his foot on 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 necks of everybody here in America, white, black, yellow, you know, um, um, you know, you know what I'm saying, or red, is the same white supremacist that got his foot on the neck of those folks out there in Hong Kong or those folks out there in every in other every other um, um, area in in the world. So, I, but the but the reason why this place is not blowing up here in America is because they can still throw racism, that facade of racism, to the poor white folks that live here. And I'll be honest with you, I, I've said this a million times, and I will continue to say it. And I'm gonna leave this podcast by saying, white supremacy is more damaging to poor, poor white folks than to black people. Take it or leave it or let it alone. That's my opinion. But I'm telling you, white these white supremacists are killing white folks here in America, and they just do not. They, they but but unfortunately, they've been trained and thought and brainwashed not to see it for what it really is. Great show today, my brother. It definitely was, man. Like I said, I can't wait till next week when we get brother uh, Malik on to get into the real deal behind the prison industrial complex, what we can do to move forward. Uh, but like I said, it's very captivating night tonight, man. Always a pleasure. That's right. Yes, sir. And again, uh, rest in peace, Brother G. Yes, sir. And, um, and condolences out to the family. Uh, and once again, you heard it here from the real to real with your host, Walk the Damager. And Rob the Jetta. Peace. Peace.